You're listening to The Final Stand with Pastor John. In uh, California. Anyways, I am here, and uh, God bless you. I couldn't sleep, so I got up, you know, but I did have some things that I wanted to share. I'm going to get into different visions and such that the Lord has given me. And uh, so let's have a word of prayer. Father, we, we ask that you would send out your angels into the north, south, east, and west and bring forth those you would have hear this prophetic message. We thank you, Lord, that your voice is going throughout the whole earth. We thank you, Lord, that people are coming in, Lord, as I speak from the north, south, east, and west. I thank you, God, that you are going to wake up your people to what is uh, the word of the Lord to the church, God, what you're saying, what warnings you're giving, what wake-up calls you're giving. Lord, you are trying to wake up your church, God, prepare your church for what is coming to the earth, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. We also ask, Lord, that you would work in all of our hearts and our and our inner beings, God. We thank you, Father God, that you have sent your spirit to conform us to the image of Jesus Christ. We ask that, Lord, that you would help us to surrender our whole beings to you, almighty God. And we thank you for helping us do that, Father. In Jesus' name, we bless you, God. We bless you, almighty God. We know that there is no Savior but Jesus Christ. We know that there is no hope but Jesus Christ. We know that the message of the cross is still powerful, life-changing, and it has not changed at all. That there is only one hope, and that is Jesus Christ. There is only one Lord Jesus Christ, one Savior. You said in Isaiah that I am God, and there is no other God besides me, and there is no other Savior besides me. We thank you. You said in your word that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That is as true and as powerful as it was said 2,000 years ago. And Paul said that the message that he preached was the cross, and he didn't know anything else other than the cross. And people have added to it. But the cross is sufficient for salvation, for forgiveness, for deliverance, for hope, for godliness, for the infilling of the Holy Spirit, for all the promises of God. And we look to Jesus Christ and him alone for life and for salvation and hope. Lord Jesus Christ, forgive us. Lord Jesus Christ, cleanse us. Lord Jesus Christ, continue your work in us. Lord Jesus Christ, soften our hearts. Lord Jesus Christ, help us to listen to you. Lord Jesus Christ, help us to obey you. Lord Jesus Christ, we call upon you and seek your face. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Now, it's early this morning. 
and uh, that's that's all right. Amen. You know, so anyways, this program will go live later. And um, well, it's live now, but I didn't do any advertisement any at all. And who does that? You know, it goes on at three o'clock in the morning. Well, I do. I got up, I started praying. You know, what are you going to do if you can't sleep? You're going to get up and pray. And I've had a message and here goes the message. Okay. First place, I'm going to go back to just do some documentation, which I often do. Okay, so in conjunction to the prophetic words and different things I'm going to share right now. Okay, first, uh, November the 13th, 2008, name of the video is Vision Hillary Clinton Takes Guns, Declares Martial Law. Now, second vision is, uh, okay, Vision of Hillary Clinton, martial law, and gun confiscation, November 17th, 2018. On this one, I explained that Hillary Clinton represents the liberals, the Democrats. Okay, that's who, that, that's, that's what um, she signifies. Okay, that's who she signifies. Okay. And, um, so I saw this uh, a couple of years ago. It says three years ago that I had this. Now we see this happening right now. Uh, people who come in later, they've, they've uh, in videos I've done, the Bible says you can establish a matter by two or three witnesses. One of the videos I did years ago accidentally did get deleted, but I have uh, witnesses that here on this program have, have said, yeah, John, we saw you share uh, when you had the vision two months Two months after Donald Trump became president, I had a vision that Obama was downstairs in a dark room trying to run a shadow government and that Donald Trump was up on the top in this, where, you know, in the light, walking across like the, I remember the vision just like it happened, walking across the lawn at the White House. And as he was doing that, and and I and I didn't share that vision automatically. I think I sat on that vision for two months, and I think I shared it somewhere, like uh, somewhere around February. Um, you know, uh, like two months after he got in office, I sh I waited a while on it because I thought uh, uh, who I, I thought this is conspiracy, a deep state. Well, now everybody knows that. And where I when I shared it, it was not a popular message. Right. You know, this is like, what was that? 2016. And I'm, I'm sharing there's a, there's a deep state and there's this cabal and Hey, so you can take it or leave it, whatever, call it a conspiracy. But, but a lot of people would be like, wow, John, that was uh, the Lord. Yeah, it was now. And, and I'm going to tell you, it was the Lord. I'm nothing at all. And, and if I think I am, I'm going to be taken out by the Lord and I'll become, I'll become useless because the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he said that he will not talk about himself, but he'll only talk about Jesus and the Father. So the Holy Spirit's always talking about Jesus and exalting the name of Jesus. 
okay? So I'm here to exalt Jesus Christ and nobody else. And uh, that's the reality. We're just going to share some of the things that God has put on our heart. Coming persecution of Christians. Hold on. Coming persecution of Christians. Okay, I'm I'm looking up some of the videos I've done, but I'm going to share a vision that I've had lots of visions. In fact, I had my first vision about persecution coming, okay, to Christians was in 1979. 1979 was my first vision. But I've been sharing visions about persecution um, for years, since 1979. But here on this channel, uh, probably back since 2016. But here's here's one video that was actually named that. Um, Prophecy alert, coming persecution. In fact, this video is talking about drought, stock market crash, political division. Um, sounds like a news, uh, today's news. But anyways, uh, prophecy alert, coming persecution, drought, stock market crash, political division. Because I saw that there would be a drought in California that would be so radical. And I saw this years ago. And we are in that drought right now. If you don't know about that, we are in that drought. If you're in California, we're there now. And I saw that back when I was in Fraser Park years ago. Like, I don't know how many years it's been now, but maybe somewhere, I don't know, maybe somewhere like 14 years ago. Uh, I, I believe we're there. Make it worse. But anyways, but we, I've got, it, it's how many videos? It looks like um, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 videos on coming persecution over the years. Okay. But it was in 1979 where I had a vision at the age of 15. And I am I am right now presently, I was born in, in 1964. So uh, 57 going on 58. Okay. And that's the first vision I had of a coming persecution in America. Okay. Now the, the one that I've had here in the last couple of years, and many who watch my program have heard me share it. And they've verified that when I've done my video in a live stream in the day <laughs> where I've advertised. And, um, and uh, so, and I shared how that I'm going to remember, uh, try to remember details. It's, you know, three o'clock in the morning in California. So in the in the dream, um, I'm following a brother, and he's like backtracking on himself. He's like, you know, and and I'm like, you know, what is he trying to do? Well, he's trying to make sure nobody was following us. Finally, we get to a uh, into a house, and there is a large group of Christians meeting there praying. And as 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 we get there, a man meets us at the door. And he says about me, as he says, uh, is he good? He goes, yeah, he's good. And then he goes, you know, were you followed? He goes, no, we we're very careful. And so he's like, yeah, he's, you know, he, he's a man of God. And so I go inside. And as I go inside, there's this Bible study. Okay. I can see on the streets that people are going by randomly shooting people. In other words, 
Um, there are some types of just random violence going on, but I don't feel that necessarily it was random. I feel like it was, um, I feel it, I feel like it had to do with a lot of the nonsense that's going on, but I'm going to be careful what I say. But anyways, um, so all of a sudden I knew that these people were coming to the house where, uh, we were meeting and this is like a, a meeting of 35, 40 people in a large living room area. And I say, I, I stand up and I say, everybody get on your knees right now and begin to pray. And everybody gets on their knees and begins to intercede. As I see people have seen in this vision, people are walking towards the house is what is, is happening. And they've got guns and the, it, it, it ends right there. Very clear. And this is years and years ago, and, and I don't know which video that is on, actually, because like I just shared, I got a bunch of them on persecution. And I've done more than that, actually, because sometimes I share, like I'm doing now, different prophetic words that I've got over the years, and you can't put them all in the title. So that's why even I'm not even updating my video, uh, up my, my timeline, because I've had so many prophetic words. Uh, the Lord has had so many prophetic words that have, have come to pass that I simply don't have time and day to do that. And I can't focus on that. I got to keep on putting the words out there. So I want to tell you that I really do believe that we need to prepare ourselves for persecution in the United States of America. And I believe in the world. Okay. And I want to say another thing really carefully as I say this. Do not let them take your guns away. Do not let them do that. Do not. Things may get very dark or appear very dark before God does a turnaround. I was asking the Lord about this as I was driving my car out of the mountain area where I live. I live off grid basically in the mountains. And as I was driving down into the city, um, The revelation came to me that even as it was when Jesus Christ was crucified, that the earth turned dark, and then it looked like the enemy had triumphed, okay? And the enemy was celebrating, okay? But God was dismantling the powers of wickedness and he was conquering darkness at that time because we know Calvary was not a defeat, but it was a victory. And that's why uh, the gospel has been preached more than any other message in the world. And the number one faith that has been in the earth has been that Jesus Christ is was both God and man. And now we're getting in a time of apostasy, but Jesus Christ changed the earth because he did resurrect and he is alive. And he is coming soon. And he, let me tell you something, people. A persecution is coming to the United States of America. And um, they are preparing. And I'm going to tell you something as well. I'm not going to get into details on all this. But I, I'm not going to, like I said, I am not going to violate YouTube's policies, even though I don't agree with them. But I, I'm just not going to do it. Maybe I'll do another video somewhere else, but it's it's hard for me to do all these, you know, all of this, what I do here. This is a nonprofit, by the way, and that's why I do 
much more videos than a lot of people because this is a nonprofit and because uh, the Lord has called me to prophesy to the nations and I'm doing that, you know, and, and getting into uh, Jeremiah, the Jeremiah 18 verses 7, 8, 9, and 10. Jeremiah tells us there for those who are scholarly and honest Christians that the prophetic is subject to change based upon people. People who say that's not true are simply liars and their consciences even tell them they're liars. Uh, and they received a ministry. Uh, the Paul said, I received a ministry of the Lord to build up, not to tear down. They're actually, uh, uh, they think that they're messengers of God, but that they're evil doers. And just like this prophetic message that I'm sharing, listen, we could pray and things could change. That is possible, and I've done teaching on this many times here. I, I proved it with Scripture, and I'm not going to do that this morning. If you want to be a dishonest person and, and you don't want to be a scholarly person and study and understand Scripture, we see with Hezekiah that, uh, what was it, um, Elijah went and prophesied, Hezekiah, you're going to die right now. Then he went on like a three-day journey, and God said, turn around and tell him he's not going to die now. And, and meanwhile, in between that interim, uh, Hezekiah got in the face and asked God to have mercy on him. And God told him he was going to give it what he, he didn't tell him right then, but God heard his prayer, sent Elijah back and said, God's giving you 15 more years. Um, so things change because something changed in Hezekiah. And then we also see with Nineveh case in point that God did not say in 50 years, 100 years, 150 years, Nineveh will be destroyed. But he said by the prophet Jonah, Nineveh will be destroyed in 40 days, period, and in a report, whether they repent or not. The message, go read it, it's in the Bible. But God did not destroy it. Why? Because they relented, God repented. And and so we see that all through the Bible. And that's what is a scholarly understanding of the word of God uh, correct exegesis, hermeneutics of scriptures, Jeremiah 18, verses 7, 8, 9, and 10, teaches us that scripture can be, is is always subject to change uh, on many, many issues, on many issues. And we see that throughout scriptures, and we've already proven it. We don't need to prove it already. We've already proven it. All scriptures for doctrine. I've already proven it, okay? But the reason I'm saying is this message about persecution has to get out. And the blood of of, of people that die okay, and are not prepared for persecution, people who don't prepare who are not supposed to die, okay, and people that die that are not supposed to die, whatever the situation is, whatever, however it's said, it's three o'clock in the morning. Listen, the blood of those people will be upon those who um, try to hinder the word of God. The blood of uh, those people are upon your hands because you don't understand the prophetic. We are to warn, and the prophetic is, is uh, a, what it is, it's a warning that we can intercede and some of those things uh based upon where it's at the 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 boiling pot is the boiling pot you know half uh full is the boiling pot 35 percent 45 70 or is it at the brim and it's beginning to pour over it's like as you begin to fill a cup and you turn away it comes to the top and then it pours over. The Bible talks about the boiling cup getting to the point of boiling over. Are we to the point of, of boiling over? Have, has, has, uh, th that's up to God. Can we stop the judgment of God? Well, I'm going to tell you, I believe that persecution is coming to the United States of America. I believe it's coming to the world. 
I believe that we can lessen it, but I do not believe that we can stop it. We've also already seen uh, Pastor Turbin um, uh, arrested falsely and falsely accused. We've already seen that. Um, and be aware there'll be more of them. You know, I just, just, you know, and I, and I think Christians will be set up just like they were in, uh, in different countries where there was communism and socialism, the Christians were set up, you know, that's why I tell people, look at, I am not for overthrowing the government with, with, uh, guns. I'm not into that. I am not, I, I, I renounce that. I always tell people that why, because they will try to set people up and everybody knows that I came that I, that for, um, I started pastoring at 21. I, I pastored eight different times, and for a, a certain amount of my time, I lived a very I lived like a uh, like a monastic life. I lived with people um, for 10 years. I lived with the Amish Mennonite people, and they believed in non-resistance. I'm not a violent person, never have been, but I'm saying this because the U.S. government is setting people up. They set up Pastor Turbin. A tur- what is this? I can't even say his name right now. Three o'clock in the morning, that's what happens to you before you get coffee. But anyways, um, I don't even know the, the brother's name. Can't even think of it right now. Oh, it's amazing that I'm like that. Okay, anyways, you guys know this, This what is he, like a, a Dutch or Scandinavian pastor that was falsely arrested. We know about that now. We all know that he was falsely arrested. He wasn't, uh, he was not um, smuggling um, guns, nonsense. And you guys know who I'm talking about. Remember, I'm going three o'clock in the morning right now live. So it's, and I'm talking, you know, it's, it's early here. But uh, so understand they they have planned they are they're planning to arrest christians and as i shared years ago they are going to try to come for our guns in the prophetic experience that i had and we've seen that now and we can we can get into speculation is things being set up are these false flags that's it's really immaterial and irrelevant um to be honest but guns don't kill people people kill people and um you know, there's a good argument that uh, you should have uh, armed security guards in malls. That's uh, that's a good thing because remember, gangsters are not going to stop carrying guns. And you know, with Mussolini and Hitler and Mao Zedong and 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 all the t- before they killed all the Christians, they told them they wanted to take their guns away for their safety. This is this has been a historical fact that they've come and said, we need to take your guns away to protect you before they send them to the gulags, be the, before they send them to Auschwitz, okay? Before they killed and massacred the Jews, before they, they killed the Christians under Mao Zedong, okay? Before Mussolini and, 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 and Stalin did all their crimes, you have to get the guns away from the people. This narrative's always been, and it's always it's for your safety, but then we know that in the past it was not. And we know one thing about history, it repeats itself if we don't learn from it. So we're here again at this precipice in the, in, in, in time where, again, we're being given the propaganda to remove our guns. And I am not for, uh, and I'm not, I, I'm not against I believe that when it says that we're allowed to have guns so we can overthrow a corrupt uh, government, that that's what it means. But I personally, I'm a citizen of heaven and not of this earth, and I don't have a president. I have a king. So personally, um, I'm not a part of any revolution, and 
I have no desire to take up arms against any government. Um, personally, I would just protect my family. That's it. So that's clear. And I say that the reason I'm saying that people is I believe they're going to come and try to set up Christians and Christian pastors. And so we've got to put our message out there. We've got to make sure that, you know, don't be stupid. I had a vision. Remember I shared and I, it was like two weeks later, I shared followers of my program. They know I shared that I saw that the government was going to try to set up uh, people. Um, and I saw this two weeks later, uh, some organization, I forget who they are now, but they were, they were arrested. And, and I said, they're tapping the phones. They're going to try to set up people now. And I was, and I don't even know that the people that got arrested actually were planning some crime, but I told people, be careful. They're tapping your phones. I saw this in a prophetic vision. I said, be very careful. They want to set you up if you're a Christian or a conservative, um, you know, and so that those people might have really been trying to uh, do something criminal. I don't know. I'm not involved with that fringe type of people. You know, um, before a lot of this stuff happened in America, I years ago, I would have considered myself like a, a radical patriot in a sense. Um, you know, through all of this, I, I literally am not. I, 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 simp I love America. But I understand where Paul the Apostle said, uh, Paul the Apostle said, our citizenship is in heaven and not in earth. You've got to take that and put that with the texture and the background of the time that, that Paul was saying that. And he said, our citizenship is not in heaven, but in earth, not, not in earth, but in heaven. Pardon me. Wow. It's three o'clock in the morning here. It's not in, not in earth, but in heaven. He said, our citizenship is, why was he saying that? Because of what was going on in Rome and, and, and the compromises that the government was trying to put upon the church. And so Paul, the apostle, uh, out of his 18 Pauline epistles that he, he, he scribed and, and he, he, he says, um, my citizenship, and he says, our citizenship is not uh, in earth, but it's in heaven. Okay, so uh, that's the paradigm shift I've had. And the other thing is early Christians, because they would not pay tribute to the Caesar and burn incense to him, because they said they had no king but Christ and they would not bow down to any man, they were taken and killed. If you don't understand why Christians were taken and killed in the early uh, first century, it was because they believed in a king, and and Rome saw them as uh, radicals because they they were not supporting the Caesar, so they were considering them like um, you know deniers of the state. They were they considered them uh, criminals, and they killed them. And the Christians would not bow their knee. And or, and through this, I love America. I pray for America. And I believe God is going to bless America once we come through some of this judgments and, and the fires of persecution and stuff are going to strengthen a lot of us and, and is. And persecution is coming and, and persecution is here in many ways already. I mean, um, some of you uh, uh, don't know, but it was about two two weeks uh, two weeks to three weeks before the Roe v. Wade situation that I, I had a prophetic word and I didn't even know what it meant. I just, in the middle of my program, it's not in the, it's not in the, uh, uh in the title, uh, but people here, they know I said it. And, and, uh, and I said, Hey, look at the, uh, keep your eyes on the Supreme court. Now I didn't understand why the Lord told me that it was about two, three weeks later that the Roe v. Wade situation happened. Listen. Okay. Listen, all that, that is the kindling for a revolution. 
And I'm not for revolution. Okay. If you ask me, the Democrats and the liberals are trying to make uh, the Roe v. Wade overturn at the basis of a revolution. They're trying to use that to persecute and attack Christians. Okay. And um, whatever, if you want to know what the truth is, whatever they say they fact checked, you know that that's a lie. Whatever they say is, is uh, if they say up is up, then it's down. If they say left is left, it's right. Whatever they say, they cannot be trusted. You know, Hitler, I think it was the one who said, if you say a lie often enough, then uh, people will believe it. And also they said, this is another, I figure it was Mussolini or uh, who, who said it, but they say, whatever you're doing, accuse them of doing it. That's exactly what's going on. This is what you call a dialectic conflict. And that's what is happening. Okay. And so we've got to be aware of all this, people, and we've got to be up on this. But we have to spiritually prepare ourselves, okay? That's what we've got to do, amen? That is what we've got to do. And God bless you all, and welcome here. All of you, I see you out there, Lily, Spammy, God bless you. Uh, Theodore, God bless you, amen? Thank you for your ministry. God bless you, and welcome here, sir, amen? God bless you. Let me, so that is one of the things that, that I wanted to share here. Uh, and I'm going to share some word here as well. Okay. Um, and I, I just didn't want to pronounce your, your name wrong, sir. That's why I didn't say that. So, I, but it's, it looks like you got a nice purple shirt there and a white hat. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Thank you. And it says, thank you for your ministry. And thank you for coming here and, and watching our program today, sir. So let's let's get into right now. Um, let, let me get into some words about Jesus Christ. And this is imperative for you to understand something. Um, years ago, I began to sh- share that we are in the great falling away. And we are in the, the time of the great falling away. And Understand that. That's the truth. When people call uh, wrong, right, and, and they call good, evil, where, you know, some people, they, they say they don't believe in, in uh, uh, you know, uh, male and female. They don't believe in biology, but um, it seems like they believe in biology. They're all dying, right? You know, they die, right? So they say they don't believe in biology, but they're, they're by, you know, they, they die, you know, and uh, it's like everybody else. So it seems like biology applies to them. Hmm, interesting, but whatever. But nevertheless, they're trying to redefine the nuclear family. They're trying to do all of this. And, uh, and, and we need to pray like never before for this country, for your country. We really do. And the job of the prophet is to, to warn the people of what he sees coming so that he won't be guilty of the blood of any, but also that people can prepare or they can repent completely and God can stop judgment. And since the prophetic is subject to change, if you're honest and you take Amos uh, 3.7 and you take Jeremiah 18 and you look at those scriptures, verses 7, 8, 9, and 10, and you're honest, then you know what it says there. But the Bible talks about stumbling blocks that will be upon the earth and they'll stumble people. And so there's going to be divisive people that are stumbling blocks, have spirits of bitter root judgment, 
that are going to cause division. Let me tell you something that the message that I have right now is about obeying God. Let me get into this right now. I digress a little bit. Okay. Uh, and maybe I don't because I want to be led of the Holy Spirit. But uh, okay. The gospel, uh, gospel of John, verse 17. This is so important for today. And I promise you, if you watch this program, your life will be changed. You'll never be the same. And you're going to become more like Jesus because we're going to teach the word in truth. And the truth is going to set you free. Amen. So uh, verse 17, if any man will do his will, he's talking about the Father God. This is Jesus speaking. If any man will do his will. He will know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. If if you're not listening, if you're not obeying, not just listening, if you're not obeying God the Father, if you're not obeying God the Father, then you cannot know the voice of Jesus Christ. If you're not obeying God, you cannot discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so when people say it doesn't matter if you obey God or not, these people are fools. Okay, did I, who who said that? Jesus said that actually. Jesus said uh, in Matthew seven, I think it's twenty four, that the man that hears my word and does it, that man is wise. And he says, and the man that hears my word and doesn't do it, that man is a fool. And he says, the man that hears my word and does it, he is the wise man. He's, he is likened unto a wise man that builds his house upon a rock. And the winds and the storms and the rain comes, and that house stands because it is, it is built on the, on, the, on the rock, Christ Jesus. And then he says, but the man that hears my word and does not do them, he is the man that builds his, his, his life and all that he does upon sand and the wind and the rain and the storm comes and his house is knocked over. So people that say that uh, doing what Jesus said doesn't matter, they're fools. So why would you follow, the, follow them? Jesus here in this scripture gives us clear revelation that you can't even discern God's voice if you're not obeying him. That's what this scripture teaches us. And this isn't the only one like this. We'll go to another one. And the reason I'm saying this today is because... Listen, if you have no intentions of obeying Jesus Christ, then you might be channeling spirits. That's right. If you've got a spirit of bitter root judgment, if you, you're, you're critical of the body of Christ for which he died, and you just think that you were sent to be a judge in the body of Christ, oh man, the judgment that you will receive as a stumbling stone is going to be radical. Some of you know my testimony, how I was taken out of my body and went into hell as a pastor that used to teach and believe in Calvinism and had a, where I saw Jesus Christ. And he warned me that this was a teaching of devils, of demons, and that all and that that true believers must continue in their faith. And pursue a lifestyle of holiness to enter the kingdom of God. That was what the warning he gave me when I went to hell. And I was this was not a dream and this was not a vision. I saw Jesus Christ walk through my door. He didn't open it. He doesn't open doors. He walks through them. And, and so I warn people about this, that you must live a godly, a godly life. You must endure in your faith. I don't, I don't teach this false doctrines that are out there. Okay. 
I teach the narrow way that Jesus Christ told us we must strive to enter in the narrow way. And he says, because, because broad is the road that leads to destruction and many that go therein. Now, the word way there is not like, uh, like a lot of people put it. The word way there in the Greek is the word hodos, hodos. It's the word hodos, which means journey. So he's not talking about you just get saved. That's not what he said. He said, he said, narrow is the journey, hodos that leads to life, the journey that leads to life. And he says, and there's few that go that way because it's narrow, but broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many go the, go in because it's easy, it's broad. And so today we're given this, this, that you can just live like the devil and go to heaven. No, you're deceived. Please don't just go ahead and, and say, well, I don't want to listen to this guy anymore. Listen, I was a Calvinist pastor. When I had this experience, I persecuted people that did not believe in Calvinism. I persecuted people that did not believe in once saved, always saved theology until I had a visitation from Jesus Christ. Now I preach the way which I once persecuted. I know a person can fall away. I know a person who's truly born again cannot make heaven. And that may not make me popular among people, but when I saw Jesus, I knew that he was, I knew that this was Jesus Christ. I mean, I, it's hard to get into every corp, every, it, it felt like every, it felt like every atom, every cell at the molecular level knew in me that this was Jesus Christ. That was both God and man. I mean, the, the God man, I, it's, it was like, Everything in me knew this. It was such a radical experience that when I had this experience, and there's no words to put into experiences like that. Why the Bible says that with joy unspeakable, full of glory. Sometimes these experiences are beyond words. Like John says, they really can't put these into words. Okay, you really can't. But I am going to say this. I, I think in the coming persecution that is going to come, you need to be prepared and you do need to defend yourself. Okay. Understand that because we are, things are changing in the earth. And I, and I think that you need to pray about that personally. That's what I would say about that. But I feel that, that, that you must protect yourself and your family and with, and what's coming in the coming persecution. And you need to be prepared for that. Okay. And I believe that's what you need to do. Now, we're not talking about, like I already said, we've already clarified, we're not talking about uh, getting involved in some type of militant overthrow and all this kind of stuff. I'm not involved in that stuff, okay? My citizenship is in heaven. My, I have no president because I have a king. I'll vote again, God willing, maybe. Uh, I, I wasn't very happy with this time, but I, I may vote again. But I, I vote for Jesus, okay? And... Um, that is the reality. This radical patriotism is 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 unbiblical because Paul the apostle says we're Peter Peter says we're strangers and pilgrims in this earth. Peter says we're strangers and pilgrims in this earth. Paul says says our citizenship is in heaven. The early Christians died because they said we only have one king, one Lord, that's Jesus Christ. We can't bow down to Caesar. We can't bow down to the government. We can't comply with the government. We can't submit to the government when we feel it is contrary to what Christianity and Christ said to do. Okay. And we've got to be willing to go to the wall today for that as well. 
And that might mean that some of us end up in, in prison or jail or are killed. It's, it's, it's a possibility. Okay. And, and so this is a reality. Okay. And so there's going to be some that, uh, they, they think they're preaching for good purposes, but they actually are contrary to the gospel. Anyways, let me drink my moringa juice. This is like, I mean, you drink this moringa juice, you're like Superman. I'm telling you, this stuff is incredible. Incredible stuff, moringa juice. Every amino acid, it's got like more vitamins, nutrients, minerals. Every single amino acid has protein in it. Everything more than any vegetable fruit on earth. Uh, I did a two-day fast basically with it recently, you know, and, um, man, I felt awesome. And, uh, I, I, you know, I didn't want to go full, you know, it's, it's when you're getting, you know, uh, I'll be 58 in September and, uh, you know, you get, that's getting close to 60, you know, you don't feel the same, but I, I tell you right now, I take this moringa juice and I did my fast for two days just on moringa juice. It was, it was a breeze. And I, and I was going on the fast, not just for the Lord, but just you got to maintain personal discipline because discipline is the key to freedom. Discipline is the key to one of the keys to spirituality. Uh, Jesus said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. That's the word self there is suke. That's your soul. Take up your cross. That's crucify your flesh and follow me daily. So discipline is the key to freedom. Okay, so I, I go, I went on that fast, not just for the Lord, but just for personal discipline to make sure that I have that discipline I need. We need discipline. And, and so pe many people think that, you know, spirituality, some like esoteric thing or mystical thing. Listen, spirituality happens by putting on one pant leg out on a at a time and getting up in the morning and have discipline. Jesus said it. Jesus said it. He said, um, if any man, that would include any woman, comes after me, let him deny himself. Self-denial. Yeah, that's in the Bible. That's right. Oh, wow. That's a revelation. Yeah, you shouldn't just give in to your flesh. Well, that's a revelation. Take up your cross, deny yourself, and follow Jesus. And, and, and following Jesus, I want to talk about that too. Paul said some radical things about, uh, he said this in Corinthians and Galatians. He said that he didn't preach anything else but Jesus Christ and him crucified. Now, if you read the 18 Pauline epistles, he never talks about deliverance. He never he never preached on, show me one scripture in the Pauline epistles. He's he, he is the apostle to the Gentiles. That's who you are. That's who I am. Show me one scripture where he preaches on deliverance in his teachings. He doesn't. Show me one, one preaching where he teaches on inner healing. He doesn't. Okay. He does, he does preach, he says, that he doesn't know anything. For some of you, you, you know, you got your britches all up in a, in a tangle or something. You know, he says he doesn't know anything but Christ and him crucified. Now, here I, I have a doctorate degree, okay, and yet I say I only know Jesus and him crucified. Forget everything, all this stuff. That just, that's just evidence that you studied. It means both diddly and doodly squat. Trust me. If you need to start a fire, you take it and you light the fire with it. I don't even understand still. I asked the Lord, why did you get me a scholarship for three degrees? I don't even understand it. Why did you do that? 
Okay. And why did you get me these degrees? Okay. They're not, they're not, honorary, they're not honorary degrees. Why? And the Lord told me they're useful. So I don't even know for what reason I even got degrees at all. I don't, I'm like, what in the world? I, you know, what in the world? But I'm going to tell you something. Okay. Understand something. If you study the word of God, okay, you can clearly see that obedience and hearing the voice of God are inseparable. So I want to talk about this. And and, and so maybe that's because I'm, I preach different. I'm telling you, you don't need to, you don't need no freaking degrees at all. Let's use language like that from a, a, a person who is a, is got their PhD. I'm going to talk like that. I listen. I can elaborate, pontificate, and articulate with the best of them. But let's let's. I want to put the the cookies on the lower shelf where the kitties can get them. Why talk in a way that people can't understand you? Listen, people. I believe that the gospel is enough. I believe that the blood of Jesus is enough. I believe that, that why didn't Paul talk about deliverance? Because it's not necessary. Why did Paul not talk about inner healing? Because it's not necessary. It is a corruption and a diversion from the gospel. Paul said that he didn't know anything or preach anything other than Jesus Christ and him crucified. He believed the solution to your sin your bondage was the blood of Jesus. I believe that the blood of Jesus is sufficient for your sin and your bondage. I believe that we've left the simplicity of the gospel. And, and the Bible says that the preaching of the cross is foolishness to the Greeks. Th those are the educated, the academia. Okay. Uh, uh, that's what Paul was saying, that the gospel, the message of the cross is foolishness to the academia, to the educated, to the PhD. But here's a PhD that doesn't believe that because I don't even, because I didn't even have a desire to get a PhD. The Lord gave me the funds to do it. And I got, I got my PhDs. I just a PhD. Okay. But maybe it's for the purpose of telling people, listen, you don't need to get a PhD. What you need to do is get, get on your knees. You need to repent and believe the simplicity of the gospel. And I believe this is imperative because with what's coming to the earth, only Jesus could save you people, not education, not science, not these new doctrines that are not in scripture of deliverance and, and inner healing. Listen, the, the, the Greek word in the Bible for demon possess, it's a wrong translation. Okay. It's actually the word demonized. Okay. And there's a difference because it's not so much that the devil has control over a person, but literally it's, it's more of a word that's like a territorial word. It's more of not what the devil took because he can't take anything because you're a free will agent, but it's more of what you surrender to the devil. Okay. People have the ideal that the devil just possesses people. He's not God. He can't do that. Let me tell you something about the devil. The devil doesn't know what you're thinking. I, I, you know, some guys one time said he had a, a supernatural experience and God told him the devil could hear what he thinks. That's a lie. That, 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 in my opinion, was Satan himself. Why? Because there are certain characters about God. God is all present. God is all knowing. Let me tell you, the devil's not all present and the devil's not all knowing. Now, the devil would like for people to think that he's all present 
and that he's all-knowing, but he's not. Listen, God is all-powerful. God is all-present. God is all-knowing. God is immutable, unchangeable. Okay, the devil would like for you to think that, that God has changed, that their standards has changed for righteousness. Now, let me tell you something. God hasn't changed. The devil doesn't know your thoughts. The devil is not all-present, not all-powerful. Okay? He is not. He is not all-knowing. No, that's God. And there's only one God. Isaiah says, I am the Lord God, and there is no other God beside me. And I am and I am the only Savior. Let me tell you something. Jesus is the only Savior. And in these times of, of difficulty in the earth, we need to know who our Savior is. And his name is Jesus Christ. And we need to believe that the cross, that the message, the old-fashioned preaching uh, of the cross, that the blood of Jesus is enough for your sins, that the blood of Jesus is enough for your victory, that the blood of Jesus is enough to make you clean and whole and acceptable and approved of God. You need to believe that the message of the cross is still powerful. But people have become too educated and don't believe that. And they've, they've, they've been taken off by every wind of doctrine of men. But I'm telling you that right now, what Jesus Christ did on the cross 2,000 years ago, he died for the sins of the world that whoever would call upon him would be saved. And he came to forgive and to free people at the cross. And, and that the cross was and is efficient for salvation and for life and for victory. And we must get back to the preaching of the cross. If that message was good enough for Paul, it's good enough for me. He said, I didn't know. He said, I, I he said, I, I didn't know anything among you, but Christ and him crucified. Go Google it. That's from the book of Corinthians. He said, I didn't know anything among you, but Christ and him crucified. And he said, and I didn't preach anything but him, but Christ and him crucified. And he said, and I didn't make my boast in anything but in the cross of Jesus Christ. That's it. So how did we get so educated now that we don't believe that any longer? Let me tell you something. You got a struggle with sin, the blood of Jesus is enough. You got a problem with the devil, the blood of Jesus is enough. You got an addiction, the blood of Jesus is enough. I, whoever you are watching right now, whatever your problem is, don't go running to this inner healing group of people. Uh, a brother that used to be a, a new ager that was like into Hinduism and stuff, he said that he was a part of an organization of Hindus, uh, people that brought into America New Age. He said they used to infiltrate into born-again Christian churches, and they tried to get in there and try to get people out. But they would also act like they were Christians, and one of the teachings they brought in was inner healing. Was inner healing. Now, this man is a born-again Christian now, pastor. And this is what he, he says. He goes, we brought the teaching of inner healing. Basically what inner healing is, we brought it into the church. It was an attack against the cross of Christ, that the cross is not enough. Listen, psychology, listen, uh, Kenneth Hagin uh, cast a devil out of uh, some guy. And the Lord told him to tell this man who was a psychologist. The Lord told, to tell, told, told Kenneth Hagin to tell this man, do not go and read your, your books on psychology again. You'll get demon-possessed. Okay? So Kenneth Hagin cast a devil out of a man, 
And the Holy Spirit told him to tell the man, do not go read your books on psychology again. You'll get demon possessed. Let me tell you something. You cannot be saved by by the, the wisdom of man. You cannot be saved by inner healing or deliverance. You need the blood of Jesus is what saves you. When did, when did you not believe that? It's, the cross is not enough? Jesus isn't enough? What kind of teaching is this? Where did it come from? What, who put you under this spell that you have, uh, you have abandoned the simplicity of the preaching of the gospel and you've been moved aside to another gospel? Uh, you're wrong. Jesus Christ is enough for salvation. That we need to re, we need to return, and as persecution comes to the earth, we're going to have to define what we believe. And and I'm going to tell you something: it better not be this deliverance stuff, because the blood of Jesus will listen. No demon can stay around. Let me, by the way, a person who's born again, just because they make a mistake, they don't become demon possessed. You're not demon possessed. You may feel oppressed, but you're not demon possessed if you're a born again Christian. Because, because, listen, you're a spirit wrapped in a soul, living in a body. You are literally a tabernacle. Your body is the outer core. Your soul is the inner core. And your holy of holy is your spirit. And in your spirit is the spirit of the living God. And where there is light, there can be no darkness. You, you do not have devils. That is a lie of the devil by people that do not believe and are preaching against the efficiency of the cross. It's a lie. So I'm preaching Christ. And, and I'm going to tell you something. Be aware of people that preach anything else. See, when the Holy Spirit comes, the Bible says, this is what Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will not talk about himself. So listen, the Holy Spirit's not talking about denominisms, Denominations, pardon me. The Holy Spirit's not talking about denominations, isms, schisms, organizations, associations, affiliations. The Holy Spirit is talking about Jesus Christ. Jesus said when the Holy Spirit comes, he won't talk about himself, but he'll talk about Jesus and he'll talk about the Father. What denomination did Jesus start? He didn't start one. Okay, so the church has got to get back to Jesus as the Savior. Why am I saying this? You know, Jesus alone can save you. Jesus alone can heal you. Jesus alone can fill you with the Holy Spirit. Jesus alone is the answer. When did we become too wise for our own riches and we quit believing that? We've got to return to the simplicity of the message of Jesus Christ. That's the truth. You know, I believe that. I believe that prayer that says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And and so I pray daily, Lord Jesus Christ, forgive me. Lord Jesus Christ, heal me. Lord Jesus Christ, deliver me. Lord Jesus Christ, Christ, direct me. Lord Jesus Christ, give me wisdom. Lord Jesus Christ, give me hope. Lord Jesus Christ, give me faith. Lord Jesus Christ, I trust in you. See, I, I don't trust in, 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 in an organization or a person. I don't even trust in my own self. My faith and confidence is in Jesus Christ to save me. He is my hope. There's a song, my faith 
is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but only lean on Jesus' name. Jesus Christ is the answer today for your situation. Whatever it is, call out on him. If you got a situation, God will meet you with a miracle right now. Jesus is the answer. I'm not the answer. But he's, he, he'll, he's right in your room, right where you're at right now. Whatever your situation is, you can call on him and he'll be there for you. You don't need a middleman. Jesus is the middleman to God the Father. You can go straight to him. You don't need a pastor to lay hands on you. You don't have to do that. The Bible doesn't say that. You can do that, but that isn't necessary. You don't need, the Bible says there's there's only one mediator, one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. There is only one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. He was God, he was God and he was completely God and completely man. Listen, you don't need a mediator. You don't need you don't need to pray to anybody to pray through anybody. You could call out on the name of Jesus. Why? You're going to need to know this in the future. You got to know it now, to be honest. And 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 so what's happened? A lot of a lot of pastors have become like popes, and they want you to worship them. That you got to go through them. And this is coming from a man that pastored eight different times. Listen, Jesus is the mediator. You go to church to get fellowship and to get built up. But you look you but you trust Jesus to save you. Not a man, not an organization, not an association, not an affiliation, not a denomination. You trust in Jesus to save you. You you that's listen, that's how you get saved and that's how you stay saved. You follow Jesus. You love Jesus. You trust in Jesus. We have got so far away from the gospel, it's amazing. We trust Jesus, man. We got to return to the simplicity of, of, of the preaching of the gospel. That's that's what we've got to do, people. We've got to return to the, the simplicity. Amen. God bless you all, by the way, and welcome here. God bless you, Kim. Good to see you here. Good, good morning. At least it's morning here. I don't know what time it is wherever you all are. Amen. But it's it's morning here. <laughs> Amen. It is morning here. So let's be praying one for another. Okay, let's be praying one for another. And 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 let's and be aware of those who do not walk in love. Because listen, the Bible said love doesn't keep an evil report. But some people think that they have an anointing to point point out everybody's faults and they never forget them. Well, what a satanic bunch of nonsense. What a satanic bunch of nonsense. Listen, the Bible says that Ham, who was cursed, you know, uh, Ham was cursed. He uncovered Noah. And many Hebrew scholars believe, I hate to say it, but many Hebrew scholars believe that he committed some type of sodomy or something. That's what Hebrew scholars say, Ham. And he was cursed. And you know that Nimrod came from the loins of Ham. And and Nimrod tried to uh, create a religion that was a new age religion, not Yahweh. Okay? 
This is where all the mystery of religions came from. Okay. And, and the Bible says that Ham uncovered his father's nakedness. Okay. He even exposed what he did. This is what I, listen, this is what theologians believe, but the Bible says that love covers a multitude of sin. Did you ever wonder where, why does, why does the Bible say love covers a multitude of sin? And where did that come from? It came from Genesis where the Bible talks about the two sons of Noah that were godly. They walked backwards and covered his sin. Listen, love doesn't expose. Love covers. We are to we are to cover and to intercede for others. We're not to keep a record of other people's sin. Well, this sister did this and this brother said this. Wow. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. Some people actually are on his payroll. It's obvious. They're not, you know, listen, that's the truth. There's the gifts, the gifts. Oh, I'm not going to get into that. I was going to digress. That's the truth. You deceive yourself and you have an evil spirit in you if you believe that. Your motives are impure. Let me, let me tell you something. Those who build their ministries by tearing down others show that their motives are impure. I have had a commitment in this ministry since I've been here. I never, ever target people. I don't target people. I don't mention people by the, by their name, and I don't target people, because God will judge, and the Lord will remove the stumbling blocks out of the, out of the church. The Lord will remove the tares. I don't have to do that. I'm not going to sow division in the body of Christ. I'll, I'll preach against false doctrine, but I won't target people. Why? Because I'm, I'm a testimony of Jesus Christ, and we're not to be um, on vendettas against people. And so false prophets expose themselves by acting this way. And you should be mature enough in your life to understand that love is the, is, is the fruit of a, a strong, mature Christian. And love does not remember. The Bible says love doesn't keep an evil report. And as in the times that we're going, the devil wants to sow division in the body of Christ because he wants people out of the fold. So he sowed a spirit of bitter root judgment and self-righteousness and, and criticalness. Listen, that's not an anointing. Criticalness is not an anointing. Self-righteousness is not an anointing. Judgmentalness is not an anointing. Those are demons. Those are from those are from the pit of hell. Those are at our, at our people's bitterness and anger that they have towards God or to, towards the church, and then they guise it. They, they 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 try to cover it up. Listen, listen. This end times, we need to learn how to love one another. And Jesus said that they will you will they will know that you are my disciples by your love one for another. So we know who is not a disciple. Therefore, wow. We know that Jesus said that you will know, they will know, they will know, they will know that you are my disciples by your love one for another. So we will know who is not his disciple. We'll be able to know those who the Bible says that God hates those who sow discord among the brethren. That's really what that means. And I know that some of you, that some people that are that way, that you can be saved, that you may have been saved, but you're no longer saved. You've, 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 when you, uh, 
try to build yourself up by tearing down others, you prove that your motives are evil. Because when, when people build their ministries by attacking other people, it proves that they are evil. Okay? That's, not, that's, that's common sense. And pe- people who have common sense are like, yeah, that makes sense, John. Yeah. When people actually try to build themselves up by attacking others, that's what kind of what what kind of material are you building on? When people try to build themselves up by attacking others, what type of material are you building on? You are brought into question in suspicion. Why? Because you're using human means to find leverage. God will promote whatever you're doing. You don't need to attack anybody. You need to love other people. There's false doctrine. Teach against it, but you don't have to attack people. God didn't anoint you to do that. The devil did. And so in these end times, we've got to preach that they will know we are his disciples by the love that we have one for another. And that when you notice people that are not operating that way, you should be, they are under suspicion. We already know who they are. Okay. And in this coming persecution, we've got to understand this. God has talked about this all throughout his word. And as a pastor, I'm sure this is a pastoral message because I know what pastors will do with people like that. They'll throw them out of their churches. They'll say there's something wrong with this brother or this sister. They don't want to repent. They're like, remove them. They're, they're a hindrance. They are a stumbling block. There's something wrong in their life, something deeply, deeply wrong with them, people that are like that. I knew we should be interceding. And I'm telling you, the church needs to, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. We don't have to approve of things of this world. But Christians, we are to love everybody. We're to love Muslims as a Christian. Do, do we agree with them? No. Are we hostile towards them? No. They may be hostile towards us, but we are not. We do not have to agree with the LGBT, but are we hostile to, towards them? No. Do we hate them? No. No. Therefore, to be honest, none of our videos should be censored. Why? Because, because we don't, are not to hate these people. We're not hostile towards these people. We are not to hate the liberals. Or the Democrats. We're not to be hostile towards them. We are taught by Jesus to love our enemies. See, again, we've forsaken the gospel. We don't have to approve of of those things. But it doesn't mean that we are are haters. Christians are not haters. Jesus taught us. Our master, our Lord, said, love your enemies. He said, bless those who persecute you and falsely accuse you because he says because they did the same thing to the true prophets that were before you but he says woe when men say nothing but good about you praise the lord you receive persecution it's good but let me tell you something we are to love the world not love the world like money and, and, and fame and all that. No, we're to love the people in this earth. Jesus, God the Father sent Jesus to die for the people in this world so they could get saved. And we're to love people. And, and through our loving people, they will see that we, we are reflecting God and they will come to Christ. 
Uh, I heard recently that a, what is it, a South African guy that was a Satan worshiper got born again. And he was saying he got born again because of the love of Jesus. Not the arguments, not the criticalness, self-righteousness or judgment, but the love of Jesus. He felt the love of Jesus Christ through this woman. And he said through three other Christians, and then he had a visitation of Jesus where God, Jesus manifest his love to, the, to this man. We need to pray for him that he'll get on the right path and that he will not fall away into ungodliness or anything. Because you do have to endure to the end to be saved. But we need to pray for that man. But what saved him? The love of Jesus did. So I do not agree with Christians that are bitter and hateful and harsh towards people that don't know the Lord. You're driving people away from Jesus. We do not agree with sin. We do not approve of it. We do not compromise. We can make a stand for righteousness and not compromise and not approve and still love people. We don't have to be harsh. We don't have to be violent or hateful. We're to love our enemies. When has the church forsaken the gospel? You know, go read your Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's the, those are called the gospels. It's, it's what the early church preached. The early church documented, and there's there's documentation that was written in the first century, uh, a book called the Dietica, some people call it Dietica, 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 and and it has been off, the authenticity of it is a, a document of antiquity from the first century. Uh, Twenty years scholars studied it. They say it was written by the apostles, and it says in that book that the the foundations, it teaches in that book that the foundations and the pillars for the Gentile believers are the Gospels. And, and there wasn't a single, from what I understand, it was like 99% of all the scholars that studied the document said they believed it was it was written in the first century and it was written by the apostles. And it predated any of the Apolline epistles and even it even predated the Gospels, but it quotes exactly word for word what's in the Gospels. Go figure that. You got, you got no explanation for it. No, it's the truth. Because Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the pillars of Christianity, and we're to live it. We're to love our enemies. We're to pray for those who despitefully use us, and they will know we are we are uh, His disciples by the love that we have one for another. So we know those who are not as disciples. And we're aware and we can pray for them that God will restore them to the true faith. Because what I saw when I went to hell is, is that what is called the stumbling, uh, stumbling stone judgment is the greatest judgment. And my, 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 it was not a dream. It was not a vision. The experience I had with Jesus Christ. Listen, don't be a stumbling stone. Listen, I don't hate you. You can hate me. You can attack me. You can do whatever you want to. But listen, please flee from being a stumbling stone. Please, please get rid of the bitterness and hatred in your heart. Please deal with the self-righteousness. You're, you're not, God is not going to usher you in. You're not going to be approved. 
if you're not if you're not following Jesus and all that he teaches, you're not you're not truly and you don't even have spiritual understanding because bitterness and pride will blind you. I was telling you guys like it is. By the way, if you would do me a favor, like this video, because it does help us, even though we're spiritual, we're spirits living in a soul, uh, spirits wrapped in a soul, living in a body. This this channel actually gets out by people liking it. <laughs> so please hit the like button. Amen. And please, when you come in, make comments and, and, and also subscribe to my other channels that I occasionally do other contents on. Not always. Sometimes I get so busy, it's hard to, hard to do it. And, and my anchor podcast, which I do do, uh, which I do do, which I do other subjects on that are not covered here on this platform. But not like some people that want to get everybody off of YouTube and get them onto others, other channels. I don't want to do that because this is the best platform going. Okay. But uh, I do have other channels as a backup just in case something ever happens. And I'm, and uh, but I'm trying to comply with their stuff. Doesn't mean I agree with them. But I don't have to be hateful towards YouTube. You know, for a while I felt pretty angry with YouTube. But 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 again, I'm a Christian. I'm not angry with anybody. I don't have to approve of, of them. Amen. I, that's, I don't need to do that. I'm not a part of that. There may be toxic people in this world, but from what I can see, there are people that call themselves Christians but don't get the gospel. And there are people that are not regenerated like the liberals that are full of hatred. There, but, but listen, it's either people that call themselves Christians and don't get the gospel or it's the liberals. These people are full of hatred. I'm not a part of that. I'm not a part of hating people. I'm a part of preaching the gospel, telling people to come. If you're a liberal today, Jesus can forgive you. If you're a Democrat, God loves you. He wants you to be forgiven. If you're, if you're living a homosexual lifestyle, God loves you. God loves you. He wants to forgive you. He sent his son to die for you. You are so valuable to God. God loves you. God bless you. I'm literally telling you, turn to Jesus Christ is the answer. I'm not saying that God approves of, of sin, but God loves you. Understand something. Jesus Christ loves you, whether you're a Democrat, whether you're a liberal, whether you're a Muslim, whether you're a Satan worshiper, whether you're a homosexual, God loves you. And he desires to have fellowship with you. And he sent Jesus Christ to die in your place that through his death, you might have life and he died to bear the sins of everyone and everybody has sinned and so all of us have that in common and that's why we're not to be self-righteous and judgmental either we've all sinned in some way maybe it's not all the same way but we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of god and because of that we all have this in common we need a savior and we need forgiveness and so if you don't know jesus if you if you're an addict if you have some type of struggle in your life Jesus Christ is the answer for your life. And the true Christians, if you've met the false Christians, the ones that you say, well, these Christians are so pissed off. They're angry with everybody and they hate people. And they say God is, you know, God just wants to send everybody to hell. God doesn't want to send anybody to hell. That's not the, the good news is not that God wants to send you to hell. The good news is that Jesus died for your sins, so you won't have to go to hell. 
and you and you ran into some imposters out there. You ran into people that have bitter root judgment in them. They're not the real. They're not the real deal. The truth of the matter is, if you're if you're struggling with uh, drug addiction, Jesus loves you. If you're if you're in some type of sin, uh, immorality, Jesus loves you. If you're in whatever the situation, Jesus loves you and he wants to forgive you. And you and you can call out on the name of Jesus and say, Lord Jesus Christ, because the Bible says, whosoever shall call on the name of Jesus shall be saved. So you can say, you can call out and say, Lord Jesus Christ, forgive me. Lord Jesus Christ, heal me. Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ, save me. Lord Jesus Christ, lead me. Lord Jesus Christ, guide me. Lord Jesus Christ, I confess you. As my Lord and my Savior, I renounce the world and Satan and everything that is of the flesh. I choose only to follow you. Lord Jesus Christ, you are the Son of God. You are my Savior. You are the Savior of the world. I renounce this world and receive you as my Lord and my King and my Master. I promise to obey you and to follow you and to trust you for life and salvation that is through your cross and your blood. Amen. So there's hope today. And where is it? Jesus Christ. We've taken the hope away from the from these people by preaching hatred instead of salvation. Instead of preaching there's a way to God, we push them away from God. We've got to fix this in the church. We've got to fix this in the church big time. Amen. Amen. Hey, Anthony, good to see you there, Anthony. Good to see you, Matt. God bless you. Amen. Amen. It's good to see a lot of brothers and sisters out here. Amen. It is true. Amen. That is true. Unfortunately, many, and welcome here, uh, unfortunately, many reject Christ, not because they haven't heard the gospel, but by the way so many Christians live. That is so true. And we have got to be the example of what it means to be a Christian. We don't need to be a part of that bitterness and sowing division. We need to be a part of those brothers who covered the nakedness. We already know what spirit people are when they try to expose other people's nakedness. They are a part of the spirit of Ham, of Nimrod, of this, the God of this world, of Satan. That's not the spirit of Christ. We're not a part of this. We want to preach the love of God and reconcile people to God. Amen. And we and we are focused on Jesus Christ. Not a denomination, not an association, not an affiliation, not an organization. Some lady, I, I was looking to rent a building recently. Okay. I have church services here. I was looking to rent a church building recently. <laughs> and this was very interesting. And... I got ordained in, in 1987, okay, and I'm still ordained, okay, under the same organization today, okay, Reverend H. Hall Ministries is where I got ordained, but this lady, she was like, are, are you ordained? I've got a 5013, so she don't even understand, right? She don't even understand, but she's trying to be religious. Trust me, that's what she's doing. I'm like, I have a 5013C. Okay, but she didn't understand what that was. She goes, are you ordained minister? And I'm like, she's trying to be religious. She's a, a Pentecostal and, I, and, and, uh, and not a one that's Pentecostal. But she's trying to be religious. Are you ordained minister? Because that's what they used to ask years ago. 
And I'm like, I was ordained in 1987, I go. And I and then, and you know, the Bible says to, to answer a fool according to their folly. So I said, but I want to tell you something. This is not pride. This is just called wisdom. It defused the situation. I said, you know, uh, yeah, I was ordained. In, I have a 513C. I have a ministry. We meet for church services. We preach the gospel. Our message ministry reaches out the whole world. But I said, you know, I said, uh, ordination is very small on the level of things. And she's like, what? I said, you know, I, I, I said, uh, I got my bachelor's, my master's, and my PhD, and I got it from a Bible school. And I'm recognized by that Bible school, which is also a church. And I, and I, and I said that, and you say, well, you talk to people like that. Sometimes you got to check people. But this people are just so religious. And, and see, that people would use that. A lot of people think that's something. But I just said, oh, having those papers, it means nothing at all. That's religious, too. I didn't ask to have those papers, okay? I, I, I studied, and that's what I, I've got. But but I was told to do that. I was had no interest in it naturally, okay. So to be honest, I still to this day I'm like, what the what's what's the use of these papers, God, and why why? But I believe the Lord answered my question. They're useful, but I'm just saying sometimes you got to you got to deal with that religious spirit. But the reality is, I was just dealing with her religious spirit because I'm like, um, yeah, we are a five hundred one three C. Do you know what that is? That means it's not just me. There's other people involved in this, and I've got other people. You can't, you cannot have a 513C if you're just a Lone Ranger, and we are a 513C. We are a licensed uh, 513C, and that is because there's actual people that are part of this ministry. And I'm like, well, you're so silly. But anyways, I just thought it was very interesting. But uh, people, but she had to be religious. That's not, that's dealing with this religious spirit. That's my point. I'm not digressing. This dealing with the religious spirit. People are religious. I pastored in eight different churches. Church. Listen, uh, I'm not even going to get into that because I was going to say how many how many people were in some of these churches. Very big churches that I pastored in. But guess what? None of that means nothing. People, literally, and I'm not saying that like some hyperbole. I'm telling you. Everything that I just mentioned is dung. It is, it is literally that means excretion. All of this stuff, or, or you're an ordained minister, or some people will be like, well, I've got my PhD. That's dung. Do you understand that? Do you understand that that is dung? Why are we lifting up dung in churches? That's useful, just like money is, but it's dung. And I was dealing with the religious spirit. And that's why I mentioned it, because I'm preaching Jesus Christ, not a religious spirit. Who cares what what who cares if you if you want to be impressed? Don't be impressed by bachelors or masters or PhDs. Don't be impressed by that. If you think I'm trying to impress you, that's because you got a religious spirit. I'm not. I'm making a point. Don't be impressed by people that are ordained. Don't be impressed by 5013s. Don't be impressed by nothing but Jesus Christ. If you've been impressed by anything then Jesus Christ, there's a problem. If you're impressed by somebody's ministry, there's a problem. The Holy Spirit didn't come to talk about PhDs, 5013Cs, or ordinations, associations, affiliations. We use these terms to communicate something, okay? And 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 for some people, it's it's important because they're looking for that. Like, well, that person's study, I respect it. For that reason, God may have given me that. 
just for people who that don't understand that you can receive revelation by the Holy Spirit without education. And for those who are ignorant, they're actually the ignorant ones. The ones who are ignorant, they think that you've got to have a PhD, a bachelor's, a master's degree to know anything. So for those who are ignorant like that, God gave me that for the ignorant ones, okay, who don't understand that the Holy Spirit is enough to give you revelation. So that I can so I can minister not only to those who are wise who receive revelation by the Holy Spirit, but those who are ignorant who think you you need degrees to have it. So I minister both to the ignorant and to the wise. But I think that those who think their degrees have made them wise are ignorant. But those who believe that the Holy Spirit has made them wise, they are wise. Oh, wow. Did he just say that? Yeah, I did. Ouch. Because I have no affiliation or 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 uh, with religion. I want nothing to do with religion but Jesus Christ. Religion has muddied up the waters and made people blind to seeing the man Christ Jesus, who was completely God and completely man, who's the Savior of the world. I'm here to preach the gospel. Only Jesus saves. Only Jesus anoints. Listen, you can have you can be ordained by a ministry ministry. I was ordained in 1987. Listen, just because you have ordination papers don't mean bow diddly or doodly squat. Now, I will say this. I've had seven visitations from Jesus Christ to certain degrees. Two of them would have been considered like at the at the at a like one time, three hours where Jesus visited me, another time where I was taken into hell, and other times through just visions. Okay. Paul said, he, he said that I that I am an apostle of Jesus Christ. He says, have I not seen Christ? That's what he said. He says, I'm an apostle of Christ. Have I not seen Christ? He said, everything I learned in this world, I count dumb, that I might know him. What matters is, do you know Jesus? That's what matters. Do you know Jesus? And that's what I'm preaching. And so that's because I want to attack the religious spirits that are out there because they, they, they cause division and separation. We're preaching Jesus Christ. I believe that, that God will in the future, if, if God had his way in the future, if God's will was being done in the earth, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to blow some of you away. And, and, and that, you understand that I'm not against organized churches. You think I am. You're wrong. I, I, I pastored in eight organized churches. But I'm going to tell you something. If God had his way, there, there, none, of, none of it would be. But, but the Bible says that we're to be wise. So since it is the way that it is, we can be wise and use it. Okay? Okay, as long as the laws don't contradict the laws of God, we can we can abide by them. Take advantage of it. But understand something. If God was having his ways, people wouldn't need to be ordained by some organization. They wouldn't need any PhD. They wouldn't need both diddly or doodly. They just need Jesus Christ and the anointing. It was so funny, and I'm going to close this up. When I was young, I had an incredible, and I, I still hear from God regularly. I, I wouldn't be prophesying if I didn't. But when I was young, I had a, a, an incredible gift of the prophetic, and I wasn't, or, and I was not an ordained minister, and I had to ask God to get me ordination papers because people would would didn't want to open up doors to me because I I didn't have ordination papers. 
Okay. I went three years to I went to three years to Bible school under N.C. Nilsson, who who had his PhD, and and he was uh, received it under Moody Institute. Okay. But but I couldn't even get into a church until I became an ordained minister. How pathetic! How pathetic! I would cast out devils of pe- out of people, pray for people they'd get healed. I would prophesy over them, and they were like, "Man!" But religion kept me from the church. And today, religion keeps Jesus from His own church. Because people can't minister in churches because they're not a part of a denomination or an association. And they don't have an affiliation. But the church is not an organization. It's a living body. And it is all of those who've been born again of the spirit of Christ. And in persecuted countries, people don't care about nothing like that. Because people that have all of those those who have ordination papers and have all their different papers, they deny, they deny Christ and they turn Judas so they can, they can live on their own churches. So in, in persecuted countries, they don't care about any of that. They care about fruit. They care about people who, who love Jesus and who preach Jesus and lift Jesus up. Because so many who, who, who preach Jesus do it out of advantage for their own self. And that's why the Bible says that the harling flees when he sees persecution or tribulation coming. Because he's a harling, that means he does it only for money. We've got to preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. We've got to go back to the gospel. And the church has got to get free from religious spirits. Just calling it like it is, people. And I know I probably offended some religious demons out there. Well, oh, that's fine. And I love you, relig- I, you religious people, too. And there's hope for you. Amen? But Jesus Christ is the answer. Nobody else is. Jesus Christ is the answer. Nobody else is. God bless you all. Anyways, God bless you all. Amen. And uh, welcome to you uh, out there. Amen. It's good to see you all. Let's just have a word. Remember, so the breaking of the bread is when we come together in one spirit to worship Jesus Christ and to eat at his table. That's a true communion of the saints. And the saints in heaven and in earth and the angels fellowship with us when we come in the name of Jesus. When we don't come in the name of a denomination or association or an affiliation, when we don't come because we have or because we're ordained or because we've got paperwork, but we come because we don't recognize any of those titles. We only recognize one title. Jesus Christ, Lord of Lords, King of Kings. And when we come together, that's the breaking of the bread. When we come together in the name of Jesus, that's where the breaking of the bread is. That is that is the Holy Communion. That is the fellowship of the saints. When we come together, gathered in the name of Jesus, with all politics put aside, and all we're doing is looking at Jesus. All we're doing is saying, he's the bread of life. He's the way. 
He's the answer. He's the solution. He's our help. He's our savior. He's the one who forgives. He's the one who heals. He's the one who fills with the Holy Ghost. And, and he can do that through all through, through without any of that. And he can do it in the midst of all of it. Amen. So that's what it is. That's what we're here today because we want to worship and love Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit will always exalt Jesus. The Holy Spirit will always bring for the unity of the Spirit. That's how the Holy Spirit will is, is about bringing unity to the body of Christ. Amen. That's what the Holy Spirit's about. Amen. So we just bless you, God, and we thank you, Lord. Help us all. Lord Jesus Christ, you are our Savior. Lord Jesus Christ, you are our God. Lord Jesus Christ, you are the way. Lord Jesus Christ, help us. Lord Jesus Christ, guide us. Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen us. Lord Jesus Christ, deliver us. Lord Jesus Christ, remove anything and everything from us that is not of you. Help us, Lord Jesus Christ, to be fully committed, fully surrendered, fully in love with you. Help us to be fully delivered from ourself and from spirits of religion and self-righteousness and criticalness and judgmentalness. Help us to love unconditionally those in this world. Help us to show the world what Jesus is like and help us to love God as you love. In Jesus' name, help us, God, in this end times, almighty God. We need you so much. We acknowledge that without you, we're nothing, that you are our God. You are our strength. We bless you. We bless you, God. And, and we know that even when we pray, it's not perfect, but with the best of our ability, God, we seek you. As a body, we ask that you would build us up and help us. We ask that you would, I, I just thank you, God, right now, that you heal your people that are watching this program, whatever the physical condition is, Lord. I speak healing to people right now from the top of their head to their soles of their feet because, Lord Jesus Christ, you said where there's two or three gathered in your name, there you are. There you are. You said where there's two or three gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. And, Lord you are the Lord that healeth. You said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. So Lord, I thank you that healing is here right now because Jesus is here. He's the important one that's here right now. So we thank you that healing is here right now because Jesus is here. Jesus is here. And we thank you for the healing right now. And we thank you for breaking off mental chains off of people because Jesus is here. You are, the, you are the one who breaks off those chains in the name of Jesus. We speak healing. We speak deliverance right now. We speak breakthrough. We agree with everyone's prayer requests that are, that are represented here right now. Because you said if, if we can agree that whatever agree, if two of us on earth can agree, it'll be done. So I agree with the people that are watching the program right now. And those who will watch later, I agree with them in the name of Jesus that their prayers are answered. Father, whether they are financial, physical, spiritual, mental, emotional, I agree with the people in Jesus' name. And I thank you that you sent your word and you healed them. I thank you that you said in your word that, that, that the word that goes out of my mouth shall not return to me void, but it will accomplish that which I've sent it to do, and it will prosper in the task that I've sent it. So I thank you that you're healing your people. You're, you're filling them with the Holy Spirit. You're encouraging your people. 
in Jesus' name, you're answering their need, whatever the situation is that they think is dire, There's that we speak that there's a break breakthrough and a turnaround in it right now. Lord, we just ask that the Holy Spirit would minister to people, that the Holy Spirit would talk to people, that the Holy Spirit would encourage people, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. God bless you all. Thank you for coming today. Please do like the videos. And uh, we appreciate all of you. Amen. We thank you in Jesus' name. God bless you. Pastor John.